Welcome to Standout, where you're going to hear from some exceptional entrepreneurs. You'll learn what steps they took to get them where they are and what you can do to make your mark. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. You can find the episodes and the show notes all in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. Want to connect on Twitter? You can find me there at Cheryl Tan. Before I get to today's guest, I want to say thank you to Joe Shu 2326 for a five-star review of the Standout with Cheryl Tan podcast on iTunes. He says, this is an easy and great listen for anyone playing the business game. Thanks so much. These reviews help get this program in front of more people. Joe is one of the hosts of the Doc and Jock podcast, a show that brings together the expertise of a physical therapist and a strength and conditioning coach. Give it a listen. On to today's show. Mark Sefton started out in the hospitality industry and realized he wanted something more. More opportunities, more fulfillment, more growth. He took a big, scary leap and started investing in himself. Now an author and mentor for entrepreneurs all over the world, Mark shares his habits for success in business and in life. Welcome to the show, Mark Sefton. It is so good to have you with us today. I'm super excited to be with you and all your community as well. So we're in a mutual loving state from the get-go, Cheryl. Bring <laughs> I, it like, I like the way you started that. So Mark, you are an author and a personal mentor to entrepreneurs. Talk about how you got your start in business, please. You know, I think for me, the key really is to invest in yourself. And a lot of people, they see the greatest opportunities being out there, but they forget the greatest ones actually live within you. And so I think, you know, how I kind of got started for me was very much understanding who I am and what I was good at and what I was naturally gifted to. And then really started to invest in in my key areas of influence. So that's really how I started my business was really identifying, you know, what am I good at? What excites me? What is it that I want my life to represent? And then I made some strategic decisions based on those natural gifts and influences and decided that I was going to ramp up kind of my curiosity uh, and my understanding within those skills to really give something to the marketplace which they need, you know, and so that's pretty much how I, how I got started. So I love the investment in yourself. I think some people don't find that as easy to do as others. How did you get started in, in that path? And then how did you make that move to guide entrepreneurs in their journey? So those are two separate things. Well, I have to say the kind of, I'd say the catalyst for me was when I came across a, a woman called Danny Johnson, who is American and uh, she lives on 10% of her income with her husband. And she, I saw on a TV show and, uh, how, how much do we know, Cheryl, that people's language will either attract uh, them to you or, or repel them? But the words that she was saying were really resonating with me. And I thought, who on earth is this woman? Like, everything she was saying was just like hitting me right in my heart. And I felt convicted by her message in terms of having a ministry in the marketplace and, and just, uh, you know, having something that was very vibrant but also meaningful. Uh, and at the end, I thought, rats you know she lives in like california and i'm here in the uk and then just before she finished her her tv show 
she said, you know, I'm going to be coming to London, England for the first time. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've got to be there. And so I, I decided I was going to spend the money on this t- two-day uh, event, which I think was called uh, First Steps to Success. Uh, and I, I got there down to London. And that was really the catalyst, I think, of of her because we did a q and I was on the first row because you actually take more in being in the first three rows of an event. Uh, there's some scientific uh, uh, facts around that. And so I was very eager to be on the front row. And when it comes to a Q&A, it's great because you can get in the, right. the speakers, you know. They're like, hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so I shot my hand up and I was like, you know, I believe, you know, I'm supposed to have my own business, but I haven't got loads of, of money or, or capital, you know, where do I start? And And the crux of it was very much, you know, the only place you can invest is in yourself. You know, you can get books from libraries that don't cost you anything. You can listen to different podcasts. So it's some simple things that she shared that day. One was if you increase your your value, then the marketplace will pay more for that. You know, and I was thinking, you know, my skills are in hospitality. I'm kind of reaching the ceiling point of how much I can earn within that industry. And actually, if I want to earn more, then my level of skill and experience and knowledge needs to increase in order for that value to require people to pay more for, for what I give them. Mm-hmm. So that really was a massive eye-opener for me. And that was really the catalyst for me to think about, okay, Mark, where am I going to invest? And so I started to reflect and look inwardly in terms of what my strengths are and, and what I was naturally good at. Um, you know, I'd always had this great ability to be able to communicate with people. Um, I think I think that's a great thing about hospitality because it's so customer facing. You've got that interaction, you've got that environment, you've got that opportunity to really harness, you know, your own kind of people, people skills. And we all know that that business is made up of people, and I think that's why I'm able to network so well. That's how we've kind of connected, mm-hmm. Cheryl, just because of the ability to network because I'm naturally a networker and like to build relationships. So for me, it's all about relationship first. Let's establish that. It's not about the sale. It isn't about what I can give somebody. It's really about, you know, us building a relationship. And so for me, that was kind of like the catalyst, you know, I think. And then the investment really came, yeah, just reflecting on what I was naturally good at, what people complimented me on, where I'd already had areas of success, um, kind of what sort of people were coming to me about what certain questions. So a lot of people would come to me, you know, with their problems or all their issues, you know, or they needed somebody just to kind of give them a kind of a positive slant. I think the fact that my own journey as a child was a, a struggle and a difficult one, and I had to overcome some things, you know, people could, could really resonate with me because they knew that I was, wasn't born with a silver spoon, mm-hmm. you know, that I wasn't just coming from a place of textbook knowledge, but coming from a place of life knowledge that I'd lived it, I've breathed it, you know, I've been able to come come through. So that's kind of, I think that answers your questions, hopefully. It does. And it raises some more. As mm. far as the uh, move toward helping entrepreneurs, how did that come about? And then how did those stories of your past because I'm afraid I don't know those how did that resonate with someone who's really trying to build their business brick by brick to their next level because that's what you do now right you help the entrepreneurs in your circle grow their companies and their worth 
Yes, though I would say that probably only an eighth of my energy is spent on developing a, a business. So for me, my, my pure passion and my pure specialism is developing an individual to help them build that connection between their head and their heart. And so I built a GPS system which is based on eight key fundamentals, what I believe makes up a person's DNA. And what that does, it reveals blind spots, efficiencies and deficiencies. So when I'm working with a new client, I'm able to know which is the area they they needed. It. It's a little bit like when you go to the doctor and you say, you know, doctor, I've got a pain in my in my elbow, but actually the issue is in the wrist, but it, it it's deferred pain. And often people come to me and say, Mark, you know, I have a business problem. But when I take them through the GPS, they don't have a business problem. They have a personal relationship issue, you know, because at the end of the day, we are made up of, you know, human being who has emotions and needs. And often some of the things that we do or don't do manifest themselves through our work and through our belief system. And so for me, when I'm working specifically with entrepreneurs, I, I'm looking at uh, is there a connection between their head and their heart? You know, do they have a good relationship with themselves? So my focus isn't specifically business. My, my specific focus is on can I help you be the best version of you, yourself? Can I really help you find the right platforms and environments where you really come alive and you really execute with distinction? And that's when I talk about finding you in a sniper and that sense of knowing what is the place that you were born, you know, to live out of. And, you know, just like a sniper only needs one bullet, when you know who you are and you know the environment in which you're in, you're able just to execute with no hesitation, no doubt, and just extreme focus. And so, you know, a big part of, you know, my message is to really help people know who they are, what, they were, what their purpose is, and then welcoming the opportunities and the people that really resonate and harness, harness their own drive, their own purpose, and their own value within, within the workplace. Are you surprised by the people who come into your circle who don't have those pieces in place, who are working on the wrong purpose, and so then are not passionate about what it is they're doing. Yeah, I think there's always a little bit of surprise, you know, but I, but I certainly don't come from a point of judgment. We're all on a journey, and mm -hmm. um, there's certain things. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know, which is, is very true. It's almost like the more I know, kind of the less I know. It's like the, <laughs> the more that I learn, I'm like, dude, I didn't even know that, you know, like a year ago. And now I do. I can do something with it. And that's exciting. But that also means, you know, how much more do I still need to know? And so sometimes people are really on the wrong path, not because they know they're on the wrong path. They believe they're doing the right thing. But it isn't until, you know, you, I always say you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So it isn't until you kind of take a step back and actually look at what's going on. You know, can you really kind of understand actually I maybe missing it but yes yeah, certainly in my mastermind groups when I've done uh, and I've helped people through with the success equation uh, from Napoleon Hill um, when I've done an exercise around that uh, and had them look at you know what are they passionate about what are they talented with uh, and it's evident that what they're doing now doesn't even feature in their passions or their talents and I'm almost like you know what's wrong with that picture it's like you know there's something uh, there's something missing there because we 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 all know we only get one shot at this life, right. you know, and um, we've got to make sure that we know who we are. We've got to make sure that we're playing to our strengths, 
you know, and for me, I kind of have a visual visualization of when I'm old and I'm in my bed and I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> close to passing on to the next earth. I want to be able to be able to put a, put a signature on my life and say, you know, over and out and, and do that with, with pride and knowing that I lived each day with, you know, intentionality that I loved deep, that I, that I gave of myself, that I made a difference. Yeah. That I, really ignited fires in people's hearts. I always say, you know, if, if people aren't on fire when they've been around me, their wood's wet. And I love to get inside people's head. I love to challenge them. I love to provoke them. I love to, get, you know, encourage them, you know. And so these are the sort of things that I think, because I'm naturally very open and honest, I think that does draw a lot of, a lot of people to me. Um, and I think in terms of resonation with other entrepreneurs i think it's the fact that i am vulnerable and and have shared my my difficult stories you know of, of my childhood coming from a broken family being bullied at school and and being you know one of those guys that was pushed to the side and put in the comparison of his more academic sister mm. you know and having to deal with some of that and and people try and push you down you know a road that you don't want to go and so, you know, for me, I left school at 15. Mm. You could then. It wasn't mm -hmm. like in America our systems are slightly different. You know, I didn't drop out of school. I, I completed it. But when it came to, you know, going to college or continuing my education, I decided to go straight into work. And so, you know, I, I worked hard and I, I became work-wise, I guess, in terms of uh, the first, what, say, I mean, I started at 15, I left kind of employment around uh, the age of 29. So it was a good 14 years of me really working hard and, and becoming streetwise and understanding how things happened. And I gleaned a lot of information there. And I um, had an investment in a utility company, which was my kind of first step into business. And I had a few side businesses as well that I really liked just the concept of uh, creating a product or investing in a product and then uh, creating uh, money uh, and an income whether <laughs> that's residual so I think but my natural strengths were re really around you know building that rapport and that trust with with people and so the product for me was irrelevant it was really you know people would buy from me because they they liked who I was and they trusted what I was saying you know I don't do surprises where the small print, you know, and people get it, uh, frustrated and didn't fully understand the full package. I would much rather it be upfront and honest um, and really pride myself yeah, on that. I think you're exactly right when you're talking about people buying, uh, really investing in a person as yeah. opposed to a product. So when they yeah. say, oh, Mark, I'd like to work with you, they're really working with you. They're not... Yeah. It's not a product. It's it's no. your ideas. It's your voice. It's your uh, demeanor. It's all of that, and and that's a pretty exciting place to be. But getting where you are now, I'm sure there have been some challenges along the way. So once you made that choice, uh, that first foray into business, when you started out with the product, what are some of the challenges as you've grown into where you are right now? Well, you know. Most of us are, are impatient, you know, I always <laughs> say I'm patiently impatient and um, I think, you know, one of the challenges is, you know, we want everything yesterday and um, 
we've got to remember we've got to play the, the long game, you know, and, and some people actually, you know which entrepreneurs are driven by money because if the money doesn't come in the first six to 12 months, mm. then they get pretty restless and um, it almost comes to the point where you almost feel like they're trying to bully you in, into buying from them. Um, so I, I can always see the difference of, of what's driving people. Um, but for me, it was always a matter of my driver is to really positively influence people. So whether I do that making money or whether I do that, you know, not, you know, for me, I, as long as I was paying the bills, then I felt comfortable, you know, with that. And I, I knew as I continued to kind of share my message and, and share who I am through YouTube videos, you know, through social media, these things don't cost us anything. They're a great platform just like Periscope and Blab. I mean, you can create your own TV channel, build up your own audience. You can reach people that you wouldn't even have uh, opportunity to meet in person, you know. And so some of the challenges for me, I think the biggest challenge was the fact that, you know, you could be the greatest mentor, you could be the greatest podcaster there is out there, the greatest doctor. But unless people know you exist, you know, that is really um, going to hold you back. So the greatest challenge was really just to have that credibility uh, for people to uh, take time to build that trust and for you to reach people in a way that they knew that you existed and what you were saying was, was valuable uh, and something different and fresh. And so those challenges, you know, for me were, were very real. But because of the fact that my driver was influence and not money, mm -hmm. it actually really helped me, I, I guess. You know, I, I understand, you know, a business can't survive without, without cash flow and without a healthy bottom line. Um, but I think that's one of the benefits of mentoring is the fact that you don't have the overheads of what a, what a retailer does or a restaurant or, or something like that. Right. You know, so for me, in terms of... Um, getting out there you know i i believe in mentoring so i have a mentor myself um and i'm constantly you know investing in me and challenging myself i'm reading i'm listening uh, i'm interviewing people you know and i'm trying to glean as much as i can so i'm continually growing being challenged getting out of my comfort zone failing you know scrubbing my knees down and get going again you know and um you know for me yeah i i have the bit between my teeth i'm super persistent um, and know what I want to achieve in life and, and I'm prepared to do it and, and that's why I write for entrepreneur and write books and have a radio show and mentor people because it gives me that that platform. I was actually going to mention all those places where people can reach out to you, they can hear you, they can read your words and get to know you a little bit more uh, and as you mentioned you write for entrepreneur, you have your radio show and it's daily, is that right? No, no, it's it, weekly. It's, it's weekly. Just once a week, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> As I make you do more than you were planning to do. I know you're on Periscope and you're probably on Blab as well as with YouTube videos. And and here's the thing is you have a great personality. And so it makes sense that you're in all those spaces, but it's still putting yourself out there. So it's still a challenge, I imagine, to be in all, those, in all of those places and sharing all of your ideas in all of those spots. What would you say for someone who's listening or watching who has an idea, as you do, has a passion and a drive, um, and is 
trying to get over that barrier of sharing their message in one or all of those spaces that you're, you've mentioned? What would you suggest? Well, well, I think the first thing is to, people always say, oh, success is that kind of nice present with a nice bow on it. Um, but they don't realize that it takes, you know, uh, consistency. It takes showing up. It takes sacrifice. You know, there's times where you've just got to do what you've got to do. You know, you've got to put in, in the hard work. And regardless of how you feel, if you've committed to do something, you've got to do it. Because I think we live in a society that's, you know, just spoon fed in terms of how easy things are now that sometimes we actually become lazy and we don't really appreciate the process of something you know we can get ready meals you know now which you can eat you know within two minutes you have fast food restaurants we have drive through coffee shops we have movies on demand we have online banking we have all this in our society that's really handed to us with us like a spoon it's like being spoon fed as a baby and you're not even using your muscles or, or your initiative you know, and I think, you know, some of success is really about doing some of the things that a lot of people don't have the stomach or the patience to do. So my message for anybody who wants to achieve anything, they've got to realize that it is, there is times of sacrifice, that you do have to work hard, that you have to do it even when you don't feel like doing it. And um, I think with platforms, again, if you, if you, if you're if you're wired the right way, if you pride yourself on building relationships, and I, you can always tell those people that I are just being, they're kind of saying it's relationships, but really they're only after themselves. You know, people will smell that. But I think, you know, for me, if I think of all the opportunities I've had, some I've created myself, like I said at the start, you know, the greatest opportunities are within here. That's why the key is to invest in you. If you improve you, then you create more opportunities. And if you're enthusiastic and positive, then people are drawn to that. We're attracted to who we are, aren't we? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I love kind of, I kind of see myself as like one of those resuscitators. So I've got <laughs> these things on your heart. I'm going to shock you into life if you're flatlining. And I think, you know, it's really important to be able to, you know, just have a clear vision and realize that, you know, I think it is it. Who was it? Was it is it Brian Tracy who said start with the end in mind, or was it Zig Ziglar? Mm. It was it was one of them that one said them. start start with the end in mind, and I I think that's really important with with people that are looking to to brand themselves and to make a name for themselves. You've got to really focus on this is what I want to achieve, and you know, regardless of the steps, regardless of where it feels good, regardless of whether you get knocked down. You know, you've just got to remember that actually regardless of what comes at me, I'm going to move forward, I'm going to advance, uh, I'm going to hold my integrity and my dignity, and I'm, I'm going to keep moving, moving forward. So what do you do daily or weekly or monthly, habit-wise, that keeps you on that path to moving forward, some habits that you take part in? It's a great question, and I ask people that, and some people disappoint me, if I'm honest, and I'm like, you really don't have any habits? <laughs> Like, blimey, I really wanted you to tell me some so that I could adopt them into, right, right. into my life. That's why I ask you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting because I've got this personality that's really organic. I like fluidity. I like spontaneity. And yet there's a big part of me as well that's really habitual, that is regimented, that is focused, 
that does things because I believe in the power of consistency. Yeah. And just like when we go to the gym and we're lifting weights and we're, and we're starting to build up our, our arms, <laughs> you know, I do that, you know, with my head, you know, and so your, your mind is a muscle. And so, yeah, there's certain things that I do daily and there's certain things I do weekly, maybe not so much monthly because I believe in the here and now. You know, I, I do have three and five year goals, but I believe the magic happens in the 12 month focus. So actually when I'm working with clients, I get us to focus on 12 months and not worry too much about the three and five years. But a um, couple of things. The first thing is I read 10 pages uh, of a book a day. Nice. I also write and journal for 20 minutes every day. These are things that, are, that I do because I, I really believe in, in the power of setting that, that time aside. And if you're writing a lot of content, the, one of the best ways to really deliver some of the best stuff is actually reading other articles as well because it really expands your vocabulary. Uh, and it's not that you're going to be stealing people's ideas, but that can be a trigger for a, a thought and an expression of how you've interpreted that information. So I think that's really important if you're writing books or you want to write a book that you constantly are reading as well. Uh, just really keeps you, you know, on point. I have a gratitude diary so every time before I go to bed. I write three things that I'm grateful for because it shifts your mind onto what you do have and what you don't have. I also have these what I call trigger habits. So the average person goes to the bathroom seven times a day. So every time I go to the bathroom, within reason, not if I'm in a public place, um, I get down and do 10 press-ups. So if you think you do that seven times, that's 70 press-ups. People that say they don't have time right. to do exercise, well, you know, it's the same with anything. If you think of every time you put on your buckle in your car, if, if that can trigger something, uh, a moment of gratitude, or, or you pray or think about, you know, uh, a loved one or, or whatever, you know, every time you do that, if you can create another habit on the top of that, right. you know, then that's when it life starts to get kind of interesting. And so I like these little trigger <laughs> habits, brushing your teeth as well, you know, uh, brushing your teeth, you know, you could just, uh, you know, say your daily affirmations while you're brushing your teeth, should be doing that for two minutes, that's two minutes of real good, you know, mind workout gets you in the in the right zone. You know, so these things are really important. One of my weekly habits is that I um, I vow to meet two new people a week. So last year I met 196 new contacts that I'd wow. never had any connection with at all um, in in all my other years of being alive. Yeah, so I really actually it wasn't 192. It was, it was if it was two a week. Yeah, it was actually it was 192. Yeah, so I actually over delivered on that. Um, but yeah, I. I I love your habits, Mark. And I think that's how we met. You reached out to me yeah, I would have done via that. LinkedIn and that's, LinkedIn and that's how it happened. Yeah. So I love those habits because it really makes you think about the things you do every day, whether you're washing dishes or using the bathroom or <laughs> picking up yeah. the phone to call somebody. You can do yeah. something before or after that to better yourself. Yeah. and make your, your day better for sure. Yeah. Okay, so what's next for you, Mark? You've got your book out and people can yeah. check that out. I will um, definitely put the link to your book to my okay. show notes at CherylTanMedia.com. But what's okay. ahead for you? What's ahead for me? So at the moment, I have free mastermind groups that I focused on locally and some people are asking for an online one, but I, I'm not sure if I'm going to go into that space because I, I like to eat 
at the start of my masterminds, we all eat together. Oh, and I'm, <laughs> literally, you like to eat. <laughs> yeah, I love to eat. You know, and so I'm like, I can't have a virtual burger. Um, you know, I think I think people kind of uh, get more from me um, on a one-to-one. Though I do have clients that uh, love my work through Zoom and Skype, and so that does have its place. But I think in terms of a mastermind, you know, to be able to manage and lead that you know with six people online say would be would be a challenge but my vision is to have five of them and I've got three and I'm currently working on a entrepreneurial academy for children so I'm developing a concept where I'm going to take it into schools and it's similar to my mastermind but a lot more kind of child uh, specific but not to the point where it's stupid so it's just a matter of the words that I use for them to really understand that, but really getting them to look at their purpose, what they're good at, you know, what entrepreneurship is, how to develop a positive mind, their own values, their own belief systems, their own worth, you know, looking at marketing, looking at advertising, looking at the different spheres. So that's one of my big babies that I'm really focusing on. Uh, My other goal that I've set this year is to earn every day. Now, that isn't because I am money-driven, but I just really want to make sure that the the things that I commit to are actually paying me so that I can then uh, do some more work, which is more voluntary and pro bono and able to just, you know, use my money to make an impact in a positive way. That's great. I love your goals. Some really exciting ones that you have coming up. I do thank you so much for your time and joining us. Before we go, one last question okay. is what makes you... A standout. It's a great question. I think the fact that I'm, I know who I am. You know, I'm comfortable in my own skin. You know, I'm not trying to be American. You know, I'm, I'm fully English, and uh, I love America in terms of their attitude, and I love how patriotic America is. For me, England as a nation, you know, really needs to take note of that. You know, I love the fact when I visit America, most of you guys have an American flag outside your front door. I mean, we get the flags out when England are in the World Cup, you know, at soccer, but you know, we don't you don't see that. I I think, you know, for me standout is really just having a authentic voice. I think, you know, I always say the greatest gift you can give a human being is to listen to them. And I think, you know, I have a great ability to to listen, uh, which does help me stand out because in a, in a world of noise where everybody's trying to be heard, where there's so many voices, so many distractions. You know, I've sat down with people and they've literally spoke for 40 minutes and I haven't said anything. And they've said, Mark, I have not had anybody listen to me like that, like in three years or four years or five years. Um, So I think that's what makes me stand up. The fact that I'm a little bit cheeky, that I know who I am, that I'm confident, but I have this great English accent as well that's definitely uh, serving me while I've had a few Americans that said, Mike, you had me at British accent. <laughs> so that, that kind of really helps. But I always say you've got to use, you know, what you've got, whether that's, you know, a great body or a great mind or a great sense of humor or a skill or a talent, as long as it's ethical uh, and, it, and it's uh, in the right environment, you know, then it, it can serve you well. So but that, that's what I believe that makes me stand out. <laughs> well, thank you for serving our audience, Mark Sefton. Thanks for being on our show today. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Standout. 
Mark Sefton is an author of the book Inside Job, as well as a content creator. He hosts a radio show, produces videos, and writes for Entrepreneur. I'll link to his work in this episode's show notes at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode nine. Interested in other episodes of the Standout Podcast? They're all together in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. If you'd like to be reminded when new Standout episodes come out, you can sign up for my newsletter at CherylTanMedia.com. Until next time, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Cheryl Tan.